Are you working yet? What do you want to be? How much are you earning? So hard to find a job in this economy. What's your degree even for? How come no company seems to want me? Everyone is already working. What's wrong with me? Any of this sound familiar to you? If you answered yes, then you're not the only one with employment woes. In the new series, Adult Things by Reframe.fm, we explore the various aspects of a millennial's transition into adulthood. Stick around and have a listen. Welcome back to another episode of Reframe.fm. It's been a while since we met, so we're very excited to be back on track with you guys. Ooh. And it's been a while since we graduated, say about six months. And honestly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things to think about with regards to taking the next step in life. Honestly, the transition from being a student to being an adult is a very scary one and confusing in our peri- in this period of our lives. And that is why we have to come up that. <laughs> And that is why we have come up with a new mini-series called Adult Things. In this series, we will be touching on various aspects of our lives which we struggle with the most, be it finding jobs, navigating the many relationships we have in life, as well as improving our skill sets. I'm sure many of us out there can relate to this never-ending battle that is adulting. So, Hakim, what's the main thing and the most common thing on a graduate's mind after leaving school or university? I think it would obviously be employment, right? Finding a job, landing yeah. yourself in a job. Basically, the next step after being a student. So in the first part of our adulting series, we're going to talk about the woes of employment. Finding jobs, switching jobs, and sustaining themselves in their vocation. This mini-series will be exploring the challenges and stories of our Muslim millennials in their search for a place in the working world. Our first job might not be something that we would expect to be doing once we graduated. And today, our guest has a very unique experience to share with all of us. She is none other than a very good friend from university, Amira Hanis. And I think I'll in- let her introduce herself now. Hi, Amira. Hello, Amira. Hello. Hello, everyone. So, uh, as mentioned, uh, my name is Amira. Uh, I grad- graduated, I think, last year, July. And I, yeah, I majored in environmental engineering. Oh, yeah. nice. So, what are you doing now? What I'm doing now is totally something totally <laughs> unexpected. La. I'm mm-hmm. actually teaching in Okay. Uh, yeah. If y'all are not sure, it's mm-hmm. a school for kids with autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a special needs school. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, so the students there still have to go through exams, mm. take their PSLE, their O-level, N-level and all that things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, just to um again introduce this school. So this school is both primary and secondary, is it? Yes. It has all the levels. And yourself, mm-hmm. you are a primary or secondary teacher? I'm teaching maths in P3. Oh, okay. So yeah. just mathematics? Mm-hmm. Just math. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um I don't know, how was the was this something that you expected? How was the process of you, you know, from graduation uh, landing yourself in this job? Okay, so 
Okay, initially, I had this very, very fixed mindset where if mm. you don't have the passion to teach, don't bother at all because yeah. what you give, right, your students can feel. <gasps> yeah, so I was so adamant on finding a job in my field because like, you know, you mm. study so hard for four years. Yeah. You don't want to throw it all away. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay, Quite okay. old school, old school <laughs> mindset. Lah, but yeah, yeah, totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to find for like almost the whole year until mm-hmm. December mm-hmm. Okay. and it was so emotionally draining because like mm. you know after rejection and rejection yeah yeah. so what I think I did good was instead of just like holding myself inside that that spiral right of just mm. rejection after rejection I tried to to do something for myself like volunteer meet other people mm. to just get a new perspective yeah mm. so I started volunteering in this WIDAT group I'm not okay. so sure if you both oh, know. Oh, with that W-I-D-A, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, I went to Cambodia with them where I was in charge of this English program. Okay. Mm. Or the language program, yeah, okay. where we created textbooks to teach the teachers there. So, mm. that was like already a tiptoe into the education world. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Was was then, it the the reason that you decided to maybe explore uh, an, uh, the teaching journey? Yeah, it was the start lah. Mm. Yeah. Then after that, then I started like, oh, this is not that bad. <laughs> so I not my that mom bad just, too. <laughs> means supper, not that bad. But <laughs> um, interesting lah. Like okay, you you get to like you know plan your lesson and like mm. really cater to the, yeah. to the kids mm. what they need and all that. Okay. So after that, then I started to volunteer more in my mom's center because my mom is also an educator. Uh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, after that, I was like, okay, like, I help her out more <laughs> to really get what this is all about. Because, okay, like, before did before this, I did relief teaching. That's why I thought, okay. like, I'm not cut out for, for <laughs> education. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, okay Sorry, I forgot to give you guys some context. But uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So after, you know, volunteering, going, facilitating certain classes of my mom's, then... It got me really, like, it sparked that fire, you know? Mm. Yeah. Then, you know, after much holidays, like, there was these rules where if you go traveling, you have to have that stay at home two weeks. Uh-huh. So, a lot of teachers were under that. And then, a lot of relief teaching positions opened up. Yeah. Okay, okay. I understand. Yeah. So, I relief teaching in a special needs school. Oh. oh yeah and that is how it all began so when I teach mm. then I found myself like oh every day I'm looking forward to go to work mm. I like interacting with the kids yeah and the whole environment there was really fulfilling lah yeah understand yeah can yeah. I ask like just a basic question since like mm-hmm. you know a lot of us may actually be familiar with MOE you know and like mm-hmm. schools in general but then maybe mm-hmm. not many know about special needs schools mm-hmm. so like for yourself like you know did you consider you know I can just be a normal teacher as in a teacher mm-hmm. for the mainstream kind of schools uh-huh. right but like mm-hmm. what made you kind of like zoom in on special needs um, schools because it's a totally different ball game right yeah I think one thing I like about special needs school is that because different classes, right, they will have different profiles of students. So the way you cater your lesson planning, the way you you make your, yeah, basically the, yeah, the lesson planning lah, is uh-huh. how you cater to different classes. So basically I have three classes, right, but they're okay. all of different cal- caliber, like they have okay. different uh, paces, they have different mm. class size. So what, how you plan your lesson really, uh, uh, it's important it's, yeah it's important it's very flexible but oh. the goal is the same you know so it's like you don't have to go through the same thing for all your classes mm. oh, yeah that's what I like like the unique experience you experience the unique experience 
that you get with each classes. Yeah. Oh. Ah, okay, I understand. Because like for me, okay, if nobody knows, I'm a teacher <laughs> in MOE, blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, for for ours is. I guess it can. It is a bit different. I mean, definitely it's different because again, uh, our students are uh, usually the. Our students are the each classes will definitely have different uh, environments and different mm-hmm. uh, groups of students, and mm-hmm. also we have to also uh, provide different ways of teaching for each of the different classes. Mm. And but I think what comes unique in terms of is that again they have an added level of uh, uniqueness which is the yeah. uh, aspect of uh, the students being special needs mm. uh, as compared to uh, most of the students in my school which is uh, usually inshallah normal mm. so yeah <laughs> not special needs I don't know how yeah. to say it. how to yeah. say it less <laughs> atypical neurotypical yeah, mm. yeah. 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 yes mm. yeah. okay for i just give you guys an example mm-hmm. for okay. like okay, what I mean by For special needs school, like we try to cater more to their learning needs, right? It's like the class size. Okay. Uh, and they are quite sensitive to sound, you know, like oh. sound or smell. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, like the learning pace. Okay. Yeah, so all this we have to like consider when we teach them. Mm. Yeah, so like example for one class, I have 11. Mm. So how I plan their lessons is more of like, I can just teach them all the concepts first. Okay. Then we can recap with activity And it's quite straightforward, but for okay. another class, they are very fidgety. Like they cannot uh, focus. Ah, yeah, so okay. I, I let I them like play. Him. Yeah, hey. <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah, so I let them watch video, then do a bit of work, then mm. movement break. Oh, so it's that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So that's okay, why can I just fun. ask: Is the is yeah. the pedagogy that you guys are applying uh, taught by the school? Like you learn on the job, or was uh. there like a course that you have to join and enter uh, before you taught? Taught on the job and there was a, a small training lah before oh. we started. Ah, yeah. Okay, so they they already mm-hmm. prep you in a certain way as to how uh, you can you should manage the students lah. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, so maybe I want to pull back. Uh, uh, pull back into before you applied for this yeah. job, right? Yeah. You said for... that just now you were talking about. Uh, you said that you you went into the, this this journey of uh, entering into uh, the Education. teaching profession and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, And then you ex- before that you experience a lot of failures in terms of rejection mm. and those kind of things. So how yes. many maybe if if I can ask how many rejections do you face? Oh like what God. kind of the, what are the rejections like and mm. how do you manage it at the end? Yeah. Uh wow. This brings back bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> Amira just like stared into the distance just now like if you can see from the camera. <laughs> um How many rejections are? Mm. Well, that's a lot. I would say, uh, I went for, wow, how many? <laughs> Because again, you are not typical as in that you didn't get a job, like a full-time job yeah, for yeah, like about yeah. a year, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what were your emotions like mm. there and then your experiences in terms of the rejection and everything like that? Okay, in terms of how many, I really can't say. But I think minimum 20. Like, I really went like a lot. Uh-huh. For, yeah. Wow, and and, it, and it's really just emotionally draining. Because some like, okay, just straight up reject you, right? Okay. Like, after the first interview. But there were also yeah. interviews where like, they bring you back for like four cycles. Uh, and then, like, wow. you know, like at the last cycle, then they like just drop you off. You know, that kind Seriously? of thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. like the more... Heartbreaking one. ones. Uh, Heart- oh, yeah. I cannot. So, uh, 
Yeah, so it's been such a roller coaster right now. Like, oh mm. my god, I'm gonna get it. Then in the end, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but did did but, they ever tell you why they reject you in terms of no. the, the four? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the wow. only only one company did I think which is Unilever mm. yeah they, they really gave a extensive why I didn't Review get it oh. yeah but I was too upset now like Alamak, I didn't read <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> can I just yeah. ask like you know uh, out of all of these jobs and applications mm-hmm. how would you describe the range like is it all engineering based or did you like expand and do like apply to other things uh, just to get an idea of like you know the net that you were casting mm-hmm. as you were Um, at the job, beginning at the beginning it was mostly what I majored in environmental okay. engineering because like I mentioned I really wanted like prove to myself you know mm. four years so was for something <laughs> <laughs> but after a while like okay like, I shouldn't be so stubborn and like, I open up to uh, things that I thought I would bo- I would be good in mm. yeah something more of like the event planning or like uh. on the social side lah. yeah yeah so that's how I I I I categorize into like what I major in and what I would be good at. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Can I just ask, like, because I totally understand what you mean about this idea that you know you do want to use the knowledge that you've learned mm-hmm. and put it to use in your in the job that you're going to do. You know, after school. Yeah. So like in your head, right? Like, was there like a conflict with regards to like, okay, so I already looked for all these engineering jobs, but mm-hmm. none of them seem to work. But I also have other skills and stuff like that, and maybe I can, um, you know, expand that way. But then again, that's not the thing that I studied in uni. So like, you know, was there this kind of back and forth yeah, dialogue in your head? There was lah, like there was. But then <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, I have no right to be picky, you know, at this time. Uh, so like, understand. I just apply for as much, and then whoever that comes back, I'll like decide from there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just like 20 years ago, guys. <laughs> like, her face is just like, I've, this is a long journey to get here. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this is definitely something that a lot of our listeners can relate to. You know, this idea mm. of getting that kind of, okay, I wouldn't say mm. false hope, but like, you know, you think you have a shot, but then, you know, in the end, like, there are different plans for you out there. So yeah, I guess going back to your journey of um, applying for jobs and everything, mm-hmm. in your head, right, like as you were, searching for jobs and applying for them like what kind of priorities did you consider for yourself in applying for the job so for example like some people they really prioritize for example um, a standard mm-hmm. salary so for mm-hmm. them I'm not going to take this job unless I get minimum this number mm-hmm. but for others it's like okay I really need it to be flexible because you know maybe I have a family situation but for others it's like okay I really need to be civil service because I need stability something something like <laughs> that so like you know for you was there some criteria in your head like that you needed for the job that you were seeking mm-hmm. uh, for me uh, of course the money is one because mm-hmm. we are living in a such expensive country and then but I tried not to be too picky on it lah. like mm. I gave myself a reasonable range mm. then second would be the the timing the work timing because oh. I always believe in What is it called? Work-life balance. Because uh, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, just draining myself the whole day. And then there's nothing for myself. Yeah. I understand. So these yeah. two were my greatest concern. Because if you are talking about opportunities or like uh, jobs that allow you to learn, right? I always mm. believe that you are your own teacher. So if you want, uh, you can just do it outside your work as well. Mm. That kind of thing. Like you don't need someone to like give you something to do that you want to learn. Yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, self-motivated, I mean, example, like being self-motivated uh, to self-motivated, learn something uh, new, right? Mm. 
Yeah. For instead example, of the eh. instead of the job, uh, yeah, teaching you or yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, let me. I mean, regarding the rejection thing, right? I wanted mm-hmm. to say like, for those of you all who are ever listening to this <laughs> and are get, uh, always getting rejected by mm. jobs, right? Like, mm. it's okay because I always tell myself like, rejection is protection. Oh. Yeah, like, in the Muslim context, like, if you don't get it, it's obviously for a certain reason. Like, there's, mm. inshallah, something better for you in the in the long run, you know? Mm. Yeah. And something my mom always say is that uh, these three things, you always have the intention to find a job Mm-hmm. And then once you set the intention, you give it as much attention, meaning you put in your effort, like okay. the interviews, like, uh, you know, getting ready in your skills and all that. Mm. And then if you don't get it, then there should not be any tension because you did your yeah. best. Correct. Oh my God. Yeah. That is yeah. actually wise advice. I'm just going to write that down for a while. Hakim, can you talk? <laughs> and, and yeah, because this is something that I, I guess, again, a lot of millennials face, especially during mm-hmm. the COVID period now where it's mm. very difficult for us to find a job. And then we, 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 we became, when we get rejected and stuff like that, we tend to put it upon ourselves that, oh, yeah. maybe it is my fault. Maybe uh, it is mm-hmm. because I'm not good in this, 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 mm-hmm. this. But actually, in the fact of the matter is that most of the time it's not within our control mm, right yes. like what Amira said uh, uh, it is it might be a protection also because what mm. if for example if we get that mm-hmm. job uh, we forced to get that job and then suddenly uh, something bad happened in that job right mm. so it is like in a way it's a protection it's a mercy from Allah SWT to protect mm, us yes. from uh, whatever that might happen yeah which these are the kind of things that uh, we do not know Yeah. So again, uh, I mean, this is a very good mindset lah for us to have in, mm. especially when we are facing adversity, we're facing rejection, we are facing problems in our lives. Mm. And again, definitely, this is something for a lot of millennials that we can learn from. And yeah, thank you so much for raising that. Yeah, yeah thank you, Amira's point, yeah. mom, no for worries. those <laughs> wise words. So like, um, I mean, thinking about priorities, right? Like what you mm-hmm. had. So for you, okay, you know that these are the things that you wanted in a job. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, you know, can you share a bit on how was it like when you finally you know went into MOE and this job like did you feel like okay this is a fit I'm gonna you know it checks all my boxes or like what was it was it like a gut feeling kind of thing yeah just to share uh, your experience of landing the job when I got this job okay yeah Alhamdulillah it firstly the passion grew right as I mm. was finding this job then secondly the pay was not that bad <laughs> mm, yeah. I mean it fit the range mm. and then the timing is uh, it suited what I wanted like, like officially mm. I entered 30 okay yeah but of course with extra work then mm. at most also I finish about 7 okay yeah mm. so I still have like the night to know relax with my family or meet friends for mm. like dinner that kind of thing yeah. yeah the only downside I would say is mm. the distance like it's all the way at Angmokyo oh, okay. and I stay at Bukit Batok yeah Uh, but yeah, so I mean You win overall, some You lose some right Yeah overall It fit most of my checklist So I'm happy mm. with that. Yeah. yeah Alhamdulillah Yeah mm. so like I was actually gonna ask But then you already mentioned it Like you know Was there something that You didn't expect mm-hmm. Or you didn't like But then in the end Like you compromised mm-hmm. Yeah so it would probably Be the distance thing right mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah so like I guess this is something that You know is a food for thought For us like mm-hmm. I guess Growing up, there's always this idea of an ideal job or a perfect mm. job or a dream job. But I mean, you know, as you grow up, you realize that one, okay, nothing's perfect. And two is like, you know, things are a lot more gray than we thought. So I guess when it comes to job, like sometimes it's not so much being picky, but we got to 
give and yes. take. You know, like we get some of the perks that we want, but there are mm-hmm. also some things that, you know, we need to live with and we need to um, kind of, what do you call that? Uh, adapt to in adapt, our life. Adapt to it, yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess that's a very kind of realistic um, way mm-hmm. of looking at things, but it's definitely not easy. But uh, yeah, something that I need <laughs> to take note of also. So yeah, so we've been talking about Amira's experiences, a bit of Hakim's experience. So, no, I guess moving on to the broader question. Um, so yes. for Amira, what do you think is the biggest, I guess, problem or challenge or difficulty um, that millennials or people our age um, face with regards to like um, knowledge or um, the things that we know about finding a job? So like basically like, okay, so in our friend groups right now, right? In our university mm-hmm. friend groups, everyone is trying to land a job or either in their first job or like still unemployed. So, okay. you know, what do you think is the challenge here with regards to like our mindset? Do you think that um, perhaps people don't know enough, people don't know enough about the job market? Do you think people are not um, uh, aware about their own skills? So what do you think like is the biggest issue that we are facing? In your opinion lah. Yeah. In so why is it so hard yeah, to find a job or to navigate this working world? I think one is uh, the job market. Uh. Like, we are, we, actually there are a lot of opportunities. We're just not mm. so sure of what, really we, what we really want and what is out there. Uh. Yeah. Like, we are very, I mean, like, we already know of the common jobs, you know, like, our, our what is it called? Our vision is very narrow. Uh. And we don't really, like, expand it yeah. wide, you know. But I guess that also cause like there's a lot of pressure, like external mm. pressure, like from parents and friends, like these jobs are like the ideal jobs. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Then I think that kind of pressure also like shapes your mind on what is mm. the best job. And then you, you are scared to like try out the mm. not so typical jobs. Yeah. If you get what I mean. And I think this yeah. can be related to Amira's own experience, right? Of uh, trying to land a job in your yeah. degree or your <laughs> yeah. sector. Mm. Yeah. And again, like yeah. like for me also, because being an, in a major in life sciences and, <laughs> and then suddenly at the end of the day, I, I don't even apply or I don't even like any job in the life sciences <laughs> field. Yeah, mm. so... Again, this is something that uh, we can think about. Uh, mm. We can expand our horizons and mm-hmm. look for jobs that is outside of our own majors. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, after entering the job market, I realized that there are a lot of new jobs that didn't exist like five, ten years yep. ago. Yeah. And yeah. our major don't even cater to such jobs. There's no mm. major ev- ever that cater yeah. to such jobs. For example, yeah. like social media manager, those mm-hmm. kind of things, blah, blah, blah. So, and then you're focused so much on your major, but you don't really exactly. spend on these kind of skills, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 university has shaped us in a way where we become so much like, narrow-minded, so mm. uh, tunnel vision to the yeah. point where we... Yes, that was the word I was talking Yeah, about. we forget that <laughs> there are other opportunities, options. other options mm. out there. Yeah. So again, I think what is important here is for us to macam... Like, uh, think about the like what we talked about just now the different checklists or the checklists mm. that we want in a job mm. and then from then on then we can uh, start to search and explore uh, different options yeah. yeah and like I guess um, what do you call that from Amira's story we learned that you know technically okay you did have your skills in environmental engineering but you know what really kind of uh, 
directed you to your current job right now is your experience in volunteering in your mm-hmm. passion that grew after you left university and when you joined yeah. this volunteering group so I guess that's another message to our listeners out there that you know at the end of the day it's about what you can offer so mm-hmm. you know if you have a certain interest or you have a certain hobby or if you have a certain skill that you know that you're good at but it may not be related to your major <laughs> at all then that's something that you need to consider because you know in a job you are offering stuff that you can do stuff that you like so I guess this is you know um, uh, advice to people out there but also myself you know we often forget yeah. that we have a lot of things to offer mm. and I guess for those who are still in school this is like <laughs> this is like sending a message to everyone eh? <laughs> for those of you still in school you know this is an opportunity for you to enhance these skills to expand these skills because at the end of the day like especially moving into this world that you know has so many demands out of us I really feel like we cannot um, what do you call that afford to just be what's the word uh, uni-skilled or a single yeah. single I don't know how to say it like you know <laughs> expert at one thing only there has to be many other things that we need yeah. to do so yeah I guess um, not to sound pressurizing or scary but at the end of the day we can look at it in a positive way uh, mm-hmm. in in a positive way such that like you know I have more to offer than just the specialization that I learned in university Mm. which is honestly yeah which is honestly something that a lot of uni graduates like us struggle with you know this internal dialogue Mm -hmm. of like okay I need to make my parents money worth you know of whatever they of whatever I've pursued I need to also do justice to myself because I spent four (laughs) years you know for me like learning how to analyze text or whatever you know and then like this adds like unnecessary pressure for yourself because at the end of the day you need to be able to um thrive in what you choose and this can come in many forms so yeah can I just say something yes, sorry okay one way I made myself bet- made myself feel better like you know mm. I studied all these four years mm. but at the same time not just the content right that I yeah. I learned it's also like mm. the the soft skills on like how mm. to present how to socialize how yes. to like the teamwork and like deal yeah. with difficult people. So that mm. <laughs> gave me some sort of comfort. Like, you know, all those four years didn't go to waste. Yes, yeah. definitely. So you didn't lose anything lah. Yeah, yeah, if you were to jump majors, you know. <laughs> I mean, don't I mean, worry. This, uh, when we want to go into this topic, we can go very deep because yeah, I have my yeah, own opinions yeah. on <laughs> university and uh, the usefulness of majors and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, That's another maybe day, we'll huh? keep that for another day. <laughs> la. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, something that a uh, building off of our point just now about um, what are the challenges that um, millennials face right now in the job hunting um, search is that, you know, I guess for us, something that useful that we can use to think about um, employment is that um, actually, you know, when we're thinking about what's the next step, um, mm-hmm. we might be lost because there's so many things to think about. Like, you know, what do I look at? The salary, the the prospects, yeah. the mm-hmm. job market, what my parents want, what my society wants. You know, maybe like this is where we can pause for a while and prioritize. Yeah. So look at what your priorities are. So like the question we asked Amira just now. So mm-hmm. in a job, what is it that you want? So in your life, in the next stage of your life, what is it that you want? Is it um, some form of stability that, you know, for two, three years, you really want things to be stable with regard and stuff like that? Or is it um, perhaps uh, exploration? Do you want to explore something that you've never done before that you feel like, you know, in the future, maybe you won't have the time and capacity to? Then that is the thing that is going to kind of slowly define what you're looking for in a job or what you're looking for in your next stage of life. And, you know, we are mm-hmm. talking about jobs and everything and it's very serious and I'm sure like some of us listening are like, you know, I'm so sick of listening about jobs <laughs> and like the job market and everything. So, you know, think of it in the way that perhaps 
okay, if you don't focus on the word job, you can focus on like the fact that it is your next step. Yeah. So yes. Think of it as like okay, um, instead of okay, I'm looking for a job that gives me this, 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 this. You can think about okay, what is the next thing in my what in the this next step of my life? Mm. What do I want to do that gives me this, 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 this? Mm. So maybe that will kind of inform you a little bit on like um, yeah. yeah, what you want to explore in your next stage of life. Yeah, I mean, and again, we... for everyone, it's different. Yeah. I yeah, mean, so if we, for Hakim, maybe sorry. it's something else. For Amira, maybe it's something else. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you go no, now. We need to work on our... <laughs> <laughs> Synchronization. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, anyway. But I sorry, mean, Amira. Uh, it's we okay, to, it's okay. If we were to think of jobs only as being a, a job itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, it will mm. make us feel uh, down and it will affect us emotionally and those kind of things. But again, like what Nuha said, we have to think further beyond that, beyond a job just being a job. Again, uh, sometimes we want mm. to aim for a career and sometimes we want to aim for something more. And uh, maybe mm. that this job that you are doing can be a ticket for you to build yourself mm-hmm. further so that you can jump into your dream yep. job in the mm. future. Yeah. So all of it, uh, life again, it, it comes much in steps lah. So, inshallah, with mm. time and time again, we jump from one step to another. Uh, we can grow ourselves mm. further. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So, Amira, um, um, as we are approaching the end of the episode, like, is there mm-hmm. anything that you would like to tell our listeners, you know, with regards to this whole confusing period of job hunting? Any final words that you want to share? Mm, okay. Just... Don't give up. <laughs> like, I know it's a tough, tough period, but just tell yourself that the effort will will show, like, you will eventually get a job, you know. It will be, this phase will be over soon. So just mm. push through, try your best, and uh, have faith also, like, like this, uh, have faith in the journey. Mm. Yeah. It will, it will work out. Don't worry. Yes. All right, thank Yay. you so much, thank Amira, you. for everyone um, has their own pace. Get <laughs> that in. Everyone has their own pace. Don't compare. Yeah, that's definitely yes, yes, true. Yes. That's very true, yeah. especially in in an environment where social media runs our world, right? Yeah. Yep. So we try not to compare with other people, lah. So, for example, mm-hmm. if we have a better paying job, or maybe we don't have a good such a good paying job, or we don't even have a job, right? Mm. Don't compare. This is our own journey. Everybody has their own journey to uh, experience. Uh. Yeah, but with that, thank you so much, Amira, for uh, joining us uh, on this episode of Reframe.fm. And thank I'm you sure, for having uh, me. And I'm sure a lot, of, <laughs> uh, a lot of you guys have learned a lot uh, as to applying for a job and everything in relation to the experiences that uh, mm-hmm. a millennial experience, especially in during this COVID-19 season. So, uh, but what's important, I feel, is that our outlook of the world will affect how we will perceive things. And I think we mm. talked about it a bit uh, in this episode. And inshallah, with the right mindset, we will be able to get through the problems that we are facing, whatever it is. And with inshallah. that, thank you so much again, uh, Amira, for coming and joining us and spending some time uh, on your beautiful Sunday uh, with <laughs> us. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Amira, bye. say bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>